Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello and welcome into this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lav. I'm still a bit emotional. But I will not let the Justin Jefferson IR news diminish my enthusiasm for this pod. Rex, you've returned at last from your European vacation with Bunkmate. Uh, what was the state of your house and your children uh, upon your arrival after two weeks away? House was cleaner than when we left it. I, I don't think you realize that's, this. But that's suspicious. Yes, yeah, that, that is kind of suspicious. No, I don't think you realize it. The middle one, who is a junior in college, uh, Trevor, as we call him, he uh, he has a, a very serious girlfriend, and like they're on like a regular schedule. They're more like old people than we're like old people, and it was it was spotless when we got here. Now there were some things about the house that we had to have some conversations about, but yeah, no, it was fine. I, I will say this: we we flew back on Monday, and it, it was like a long train ride. Um, no, no, that's not right. I'm sorry. Last Friday, and it was a long train ride from Florence. No, I'm sorry, from Venice to Rome. It was like four and a half hours. It was a bit of a station mix up. There was a bit of a taxi mix up. So the last, you know, day and a half of that trip was not enjoyable. Bunkmate is, is not a, she's not a good traveler when things aren't going her way. Like when things are going her way and she's where she wants to be, it's fantastic. But man, she got sour that last, I don't know, 45 hours. Uh, it can certainly take its toll on you, not just traveling. Uh, but two weeks abroad, as I quickly learned when I was in a foul mood uh, for basically the entirety of the wow. Ryder Cup, uh, because I'd already been away from my family at that point. It is good to hear uh, friends of the podcast, uh, ar- uh, ardent listeners of the podcast will, of course, remember last year when you were away, I believe during the Open Championship, there were some things uh, that were carved into your back uh, lawn, certain drawings. Uh, so I'm relieved to hear uh, that with the Florida uh, heat now dying down, you'll not be stuck with some unfortunate drawings in the backyard for the next four to six months. This is a little bit of a hodgepodge pod, I would call it, Rex. A lot of topics. You won't spend too much time on them. I first want to start with a little bit of history, I guess, with Lexi Thompson making her first start in a PGA Tour event this week at the Shriners Children's Open in Las Vegas. Obviously, this is not uh, historic in the sense that she's not breaking any new ground, right? Like, women have played uh, on the PGA tour before still just one player in history uh, has made the cut in a PGA tour event. And that was some 70 years ago. What do you think Rex? Is this, is this a publicity stunt? Like what's the, what's the angle here? Why is Lexi finally teeing it up in a tour event? It is interesting, the timing of it. And, and I say this only in as much as it's a different time and age than when on did it and certainly since michelle we did it i think there's much more of a 
a greater understanding, greater acceptance, whatever you want to say among the males of the sport towards the females of the sport. I think we've talked for a long time about the idea of having, you know, a, a mixed tour event, whether it be LPGA players playing alongside PGA tour players. We've seen it sort of in exhibition matches over the last couple of years. So I think it's, it's become, I don't want to call it a standard, but it's, it's much more of a comfortable setting. And in this particular case, I think the only pushback, and, and, and from a few circles, you got this, because this fall is so different, because this fall, I would argue, is much more meaningful than any other fall in the, the past. There is a few players, certainly that I've heard of, who have questioned just the timing of it. Like It's, it's really important. And if she's taking a place from a guy who needs this to make his next year better, then maybe this isn't the perfect timing. I always find, kind of follow back with that. With, it's the cliche, play better, number one. Number two, this is a sponsor exemption. And that's why the sponsors get them, to make their tournaments better, to make bring out fan interest, bring out media interest. In this particular case, that's exactly what it's going to do. So I have no problem whatsoever with officials giving her this. I, I am curious. Like I, We've seen Lexi compete you know, right next to the men on tee boxes. Uh, she certainly hits it plenty far enough i'll be curious on this specific golf course because i don't think it's you know it's clearly not one of the more demanding golf courses on the pga tour i i think i i'm not going to be surprised if she makes the cut if i'm being honest wow there's a take for you uh to, for your first point about you know some players being upset about the timing and how important the fall is you're exactly right this is a sponsor exemption if you're relying on a sponsor exemption at this time of year to prolong your career uh, you mm-hmm. probably haven't done enough uh, to warrant that in the first place rex i'm more interested in the timing from from lexi's perspective this has been single-handedly the worst year of her career and my immediate thought when i saw that she was going to play and she's there's been rumblings that this has been kind of in the works over the past couple of years. And this is the year that they finally made it work. But my immediate thought was, is this her last chance? And I don't mean to, to sound dire, but I mean that is this her, is this her last chance to, to, to kind of play against the men and see how she stacks up? She's 28 years old. She's hardly played this year, at least compared to some of her more heralded uh, peers on the LPGA tour until a couple of weeks ago, uh, she was about to lose her car. Now, to her credit, uh, she's played well over the past month. We remember the three-in-one performance at the Solheim Cup in her last two starts in the LPGA. She's finished eighth and fifth to essentially lock up uh, her status. She's not quite exempt into the season ender on the LPGA, but she's at least done enough to now keep her card. And so I'm not sure how long the runway is for Lexi Thompson at this point in her career. She's been in the spotlight for a very long time. She qualified for the U.S. Open at, what, 11 or 12 years old? Like, she spent more than half of her life in the competitive spotlight. To me, she seems a little bit burned out. And so if this has kind of been uh, rumbled and, and mumbled about over the past couple of years, and this was the year uh, for her to do it, uh, more power to her. I, I think she's always kind of had that curiosity. She's obviously played in the QBE shootout over the past couple of years, including last year with Maverick McNeely. Uh, so if she wants to give it a go and see how she stacks up uh, – go for it uh, to your point about potentially making the cut. I don't see it. This is always one of the, the, the lowest scoring uh, events of the entire year. Obviously the conditions in Vegas are going to be ideal. Uh, she's a quote unquote big hitter on the LPGA, but she still averages 270. That's going to be the, by far the shortest uh, in the field this week, having to come into those greens, uh, which should be firm uh, with mid to long irons. Uh, I just don't see, it. I just don't see her making enough birdies. Rex to play the weekend, uh, but I think it does add a little bit of juice uh, to what's been a pretty sleepy 
fall slate as of now. I, I feel like the timing of it, this just may be fortunate timing all the way around. This might have been just an opportunity where the sponsor was interested, might have been an opportunity where it fit into her schedule better. I don't know if I'm buying into she sees this as her last chance. You pointed out she's 28. That's not ancient by any stretch of the imagination. And, and certainly in golf. And I think you only think that for the reasons you brought up, that she has been in the collective consciousness since she was 11 years old. So it feels like, for those of us who've, who've watched and covered and read about her, that she has been around a long time and that she may be reaching the end of the road. But I don't think 28. I, injury would be my bigger concern because she has dealt with – sort of her share of injuries, but I don't think this is the end of the road for her by any stretch. I think it's more just, there's been some, some warning signs this season, how infrequently she played, how kind of laissez-faire she was about her, her status in the season long race. Like if she loses her card, shrug, she loses her card. She can use the one-time exemption to keep her status. She said she was more focused on kind of her happiness, her mental well being. I'm like more power to you. Like if that's what you feel like you need to do, uh, then, then more power, uh, for Lexi, but it just seems like she's she's winding down as opposed to ramping up. It wasn't long ago that 28 was kind of the, the prime of your career on the PGA Tour. The, the shelf life of LPGA players is obviously uh, skewing younger, especially a player like Lexi who won on the LPGA uh, at 15 years old. But it just seems like this was the this was the perfect opportunity for her to see how she stands now, because uh, perhaps she won't have uh, all that much time uh, in the future. Right. So let's pivot to the Ryder Cup fallout in the seven days since we have been in Rome we had uh, Stefan Shoffley uh, popping off and said Xander his son uh, was weeks away from potentially getting kicked off the U.S. Ryder Cup team over a contract dispute in the player participation form Uh, obviously he has been a proponent uh, of players getting paid Uh, we know the uh, Patrick Cantley Hatgate situation Got turned up a notch. Uh, our friend Michael Bamberger of Fire Pit Collective uh, published a piece uh, late last week in which he uh, quoted Xander Shuffle as saying on the first tee, quote, I'll wear a hat when I'm paid to be here like he is, uh, referring to uh, longtime PJ of America executive and our friend Juice, Julius Mason. What is your reaction, Rex? A week later, now that the dust has settled somewhat, to what went on, does the U.S. Ryder Cup team have a huge problem on their hands. Not when it comes to just Patrick Cantlay, but how about, how about Xander Shoffley and his dad as well? I think it was always fair to consider that Xander was in on whatever Patrick Cantlay wanted at the Ryder Cup. I think Patrick took the heat because he didn't wear the hat and because there had been a lot of rumors swirling around. Some of them founded, some of them unfounded. But I think it was always fair. They're kind of a package deal. We know this since the beginning, that whatever one does, the other is probably going to follow. Certainly, Stefan has been outspoken about the idea of guys getting paid to participate in the Ryder Cup. Not the first one to do it. Well, he might be actually the first player dad to do it. But certainly, Patrick Cantlay's concern. He's not the first player, and he probably won't be the last. So this goes to what we talk about all the time, about player empowerment, where we're getting to a point now where when David Duvall did this back in the late 90s, when Marco Mira did this back in the late 90s, there was a stigma. There was, there was pushback, and you didn't even have social media then. And even then, there was, the public was not happy that these players, the gall of these players, wanting to get paid for doing what they do for a living. I, and I will go back to what Stefan said. This is not a pro bono situation. You don't expect someone just to volunteer their time. This goes back to, I think, the argument that you and I had about not the guys who didn't go on the scouting trip 
for the to Italy before the Ryder Cup. And my point was, why? Like, no other profession are you just in- and who are And who are two of those guys who didn't go? Now, it was because of a personal conflict, allegedly because... One of them just Cantley's had a baby, so... Bachelor, bachelor can... party was... But, but Patrick Cantley and Xander were the other two. And for whatever reason, like, I, I kind of came to their defense in, on this particular front. And again, they're not the perfect allies by any stretch of the imagination. I think Patrick Cantley came off as a wildly unlikable figure based on everything that happened. And I don't even know that you could push him into a corner and say that, oh, everything he says is wrong, because I don't believe that for a minute. It's like athletes in every other sport want to be empowered. They want to have a say in exactly where they go, where they play, how much they get paid. It's not out of the realm of possibility that golfers want the same thing. I, I really believe that there's going to be there's going to come a time that the Ryder Cup players are going to be compensated because this is such a cash cow, because we know how much money this event generates. It's I don't even want to say it's unfair because I, that's not the right way of saying it. But certainly the economics of it don't work if they're not working in both directions. And I just I don't know that. What's 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 the what's the number, though, Rex? Like how much would satisfy these players? Would it be Put points on it? It's easy. This is easy. This is this is all about look in the NBA. I think I have this right. If not, please. You guys are really good at letting us know when we make mistakes. But I, I think the collect CBA It's really clear that in the NBA, 52 percent of all basketball-related income has to go back to the players. It's a similar deal in the NFL. It's a similar deal in Major League Baseball. There are these benchmarks. You don't have that in golf. There's no reason that the Ryder Cup can't do the exact same thing, that all golf-related income is split up however much. If there's 12 players, then they get 12%. I I don't know what number you put on it. And I don't know, like, everyone's going to say it's greedy. Everyone's going to say, well, the players just, they don't want to play for God and country. I, I don't buy that. No, no other profession is expected to do this. You and I don't go to a one week I'm trying to think of what you would even call it. And, and they expect us to do our thing, to produce content for free because it's for the good of the country and no other, no other professional area is that anticipated. Now, when you hear things like what Stefan said, does it sort of go against the grain? Yeah. These are probably things that aren't going to play well in the public eye because the public doesn't want to hear about how the millionaires aren't getting paid. And that's never going to land well. But it's certainly a legitimate conversation and a legitimate concern. How much do you think the Phil influence here? Patrick Kentley has not been shy. He's maintained a friendship with Phil Mickelson. They've obviously talked about uh, Live Golf and the PIF at length. To me, this does sound a little bit like some conversations with Phil happened and now Patrick Cantlay, who obviously thinks for himself, uh, but he's not afraid to take the heat just as, just as Phil did a year and a half ago. Probably a little bit. And I will say in the year and a half that Live Golf has, has changed the landscape of professional golf. In the year and a half that Phil has been gone, I think there's a lot of things that have transpired. Just look at where we're at right now in the fall that Phil was a huge proponent of. And in certain circles, he was wildly criticized for being selfish and not having the best interest of the game. But now it's kind of come to pass that the fall is not really the fall that he complained about all those years. So there are plenty of things that Phil sort of brought to the table that it was probably the wrong execution of the right idea. And in this particular case, I would say the same thing about Patrick Cantlay that, and the quote that was attributed by Bamberger to to Xander, I think that's actually a quote that Patrick said. So I'm, well, the, I'm not yeah, even... Patrick, that Patrick said when he arrived on the first tee. Yeah, you, you, quote, attributed, wear a hat. you attributed it to, to, to Xander, but that's not it. It was a, it was a Patrick Cantley quote. Yeah. And, it was, it was, and I heard it was the Cantley talking to, It was Cantley talking to Steve Sands. He said, I'll wear yeah. a hat when I'm paid to be here like he is. Yeah. So it, 
that certainly sends a clear message, I'm sure, behind closed doors. And my understanding of that contract dispute that, that Xander and Stefan had had more to do with the Netflix cameras being inside the locker room. And we're still not 100% sure Zach Johnson, the captain of the U.S. team, he made the argument that it was, it was a unanimous decision among the players not to have him in there. It sounds to me like there was two players that didn't want him in there for whatever reason. And again, this probably goes back to 100% being compensated. The players who are on the Netflix dock don't get paid. And so all of this stems from the idea that the players want to have more control and the establishment in this particular case on both fronts has decided to push back. I haven't seen a full feature list, but Xander Shoffley was one of the main targets for the Netflix show for season two. Not sure if uh, he signed on. Uh, Given the pushback of not getting paid over it, uh, it does seem unlikely that he would be featured in one of an episode here. You said, Rex, that you don't necessarily like uh, Patrick Cantlay as – uh, your ally in the situation, you thought he didn't necessarily handle it well. I would actually say that, that Cantley, over those three days, conducted himself just about as well as he possibly could. He either feigned ignorance or was ignorant into why the play, whether the fans were waving their hats at him. He said all the right things in public. He had to have known that the real story was going to come out eventually. But he, he really diffused the situation in the moment, and I think you saw the rest of the U.S. team members also rallying to his defense, saying this was not a divisive issue in the team room this week. It may have been in the run-up to it. It certainly may be in the fallout afterward. And I would, at this rate, it certainly seems like you could see some changes for Beth Page in 2025. But during the actual competition, I thought Patrick Cantley conducted himself as, as well as, as humanly possible, at least expected to in that situation. Sure. And it's unfair. Again, it's I always find this entertaining when conversations like this become public and the public always seems to not side with the millionaire because the millionaires are the athletes. And instead, they side with the billionaire owners. And I'm kind of equating this to an NFL team or an NBA team. But in this particular case, it's the PGA of America and Ryder Cup Europe. And they are the bigger fish in this conversation. And yet it's still going to be the millionaire athletes who catch all of the blame on this, who catch all of the heat because they're the ones who are standing up and saying we should get paid. Well, you get paid 51 weeks out of the year. Why wouldn't you work this, this 52nd week for free? I would turn it back on you. And this, I don't know why this just came to my head, just off the top of my head. Say, for example, if someone wanted you to host, I don't know, like a dinner, a talk with players, and you guys were going to talk about, I don't know, I, I see the Georgia thing behind your shoulder. So let's say you're going to talk about University of Georgia football. You would expect to get paid for that, would you not? Would I expect to get paid? No. Would I like to get paid? Certainly, I would. I would certainly not. I would certainly not reject that, especially with a, a couple of expenses upcoming. <laughs> well, and so the point here is: is the expectation that you would do it for free is probably something that doesn't sit well with you. I would guess. Um, expectation? No. Would it be nice? Yeah. Would I probably still why, do it? Why do we keep yeah. doing the Dustin Johnson? I'm going to ask the question and answer the question thing. I feel like you, I backed no. you into a corner and you've gotten really nervous. And my, and my voice keeps going higher and higher, which is definitely a cue uh, that we should transition to a new subject. Rex, we're going to enter the speculative portion of this week's podcast. And that, of course, as, as usual, pertains to Tiger Woods. Not sure if you saw the clip, uh, but Tiger finally reappeared in public view. He was at Pebble uh, hosting his TGR uh, Junior Invitational. He was over, I believe that that was the hay the par three course there uh, spotted hitting some wedge shots in what appeared to be a camo hat, which is a new look as well as wearing the foot joy shoes. How Nike has not made Tiger Woods uh, uh, shoes that can, that can fit 
uh, his new normal uh, is, is beyond. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm sure you saw this clip over the weekend, Rex, while you were recovering from your jet lag. What was your take on Tiger and as Todd Lewis, our Todd Lewis, Golf Channel's Todd Lewis, NBC Sports' Todd Lewis, then put on Twitter, uh, it would not surprise him if he teased it up in less than two months at the Hero World Challenge, the 20-man exhibition in the Bahamas. What say you? Uh, when Todd does things like that, he usually has it on some sort of source. That's kind of what, what all of us do as reporters. So I, I trust Todd. I, I do. And he's probably right. Todd was first last mind. year, but the PNC, remember? Everyone I thought know. that that was going to be just wildly out of left field. Then Tiger showed up with, with Sun Charlie and played great. And I think what happens, and we've seen this in the past, certainly last year when the Masters comes to mind and you talk to people inside his camp, like he sets a goal, and my guess is the goal for this year would be the PNC. Like just start there, and if I can somehow get ready for the PNC, then we can start working our way backwards. And I think just like he did last year going into the Masters, he probably surprised himself a little bit that you know he probably hits a wall at some point with all of the rehab, with everything that he has to do just to to be upright for however many hours a day, it's probably really, really difficult. And I'm not even being flippant about that. I can only imagine how tough it is for him to get out of bed because I know how difficult it is for me to get out of bed after not walking any golf and not swinging a golf club. So I can only uh, sympathize with what he's going through. My guess is he was, he's been pleasantly surprised though in recent weeks. And that when you start looking at the Hero World Challenge as sort of a return date, that gives you, first off, it gives you a little bit of a cushion because, as you pointed out, you have two months. Flat golf course, you're going to get warm conditions, small field. I mean, it's going to be a, a perfect week for him if that's what the one he decides to come back. So, no, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, I certainly would be surprised just because he's hitting wedge shots uh, at a par three course. Uh, does not lead me to believe that he's ready for tournament competition, especially in just two months' time. You do have the sandy uh, soil there in the Bahamas, which would not be great for someone coming off a foot fusion surgery i know brandle has been on vacation over the past week i was hoping he was going to weigh in on this video to me an amateur uh swing doctor it looked to me like he was struggling a little bit to get off his right side a problem as you know uh, when i hump the ball at impact uh, i too have issues uh, getting off of my right side would have loved for the brandles of the world to weigh in on this uh but i i'm, I'm with you i do think he'll play the pnc in a golf cart with his son he can then shut it down for two or three, maybe even four months until the Masters and get himself as ready 
as possible. It does seem like a lifetime ago, Rex. My God, can you believe it's been six months since we saw Tiger Woods hit a golf shot at the Masters, like dragging his limp foot around on a just an absolutely miserable day at Augusta National. That seems like an eternity ago. Uh, well, I Obviously, I think we speak for everyone uh, when saying that we hope Tiger Woods uh, returns to competitive golf soon because we could use a little bit of a drill. Here's something that you would must like, Rex. What's the latest on the PGA Tour PIF deal? Bloomberg reported last week that the December 31st deadline to consummate a deal to the PGA Tour and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi uh, Arabia is likely being delayed uh, in large part because the U.S. Justice Department probe that is looking into the deal. A lot of work remains uh, as we approach that December 31st deadline, now two and a half months uh, remaining. But I did want to mention that it was notable, at least to me, that Yasser El-Rumayan, nailed it, the governor of the PIF, played in the Dunhill Lynx Pro-Am last week's event, the DP World Tour, alongside RNA Chief Executive Martin slumbers what do you make of that and what are you hearing on the deal uh a couple of things on the deal that december 31st deadline in the framework agreement i've been told like sources on both sides on both the live golf side and the pga tour side that's that's very much a soft deadline like look they threw that out there just because that's what you do in this situation just to make sure you're making process process i mean progress in that direction they don't want to just throw it out there indefinitely because then people aren't going to be motivated to try to come to the table with better ideas and find a way to make this work. We've addressed how many things, moving parts, the definitive agreement would have. And we know how difficult it's going to be to come up with it. But the idea of that getting pushed, I think at this point is almost a foregone conclusion because it seems to be one of two things are going to happen here over the next two months. One, they're going to make an announcement that, okay, we have pushed that deadline to June, you know, the end of June next year. Let's, let's give it another six months. There's no reason to rush this. If they feel like progress is getting made, that's fine. The other one, and I don't think this is legitimate at all, is that you find out that the thing has just unraveled. And I had had sources who told me during the Ryder Cup that they felt like the negotiations had at the very least stalled. And the reason behind that is, to your point about Yassir playing in the Dunhill, is he was supposed to be at the Ryder Cup. He was supposed to be front and center at the Ryder Cup as part of the family, as part of the establishment now. He was going to be in the skybox standing next to Jay Monahan was there. Certainly uh, Keith Pelly from the DP World Tour was there. It was a perfect opportunity to sort of show this, this, this face of unity across the board. It, it was telling that he wasn't. But again, you, you put him in the field, not only in the field of the Dunhill, but you also put him next to Martin Slumbers. I think that's pretty telling. I, again, I'm not surprised that this has gotten delayed because there are so many moving parts. And I don't, at this point, you don't even know what buckets you need to fill. Because at this point, you're just trying to figure out how many buckets you're going to need to make this work, to use a metaphor that someone gave me. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Rex, it's a personal news. Mm. I'm joining a golf course in Ponte Vedra. Uh, I have a numerous... What course? Physical. You, you threw this at me yesterday in a text message. What course? I have numerous physical ailments at the moment. We all know about my elbow. I've had an elbow issue for the last four or five years. Uh, coincidentally, when I was playing the best golf of my life, then jarred my elbow. Uh, never been the same. I believe that I have at least a partially torn rotator cuff. Uh, I tried to throw a tennis ball in the backyard. You've been in my backyard. It can't be more than 20 yards from my back patio to the fence. Just through it and just ah just complete and utter agony uh that actually is not a huge issue when it comes to the golf swing golf swing is under rotator cuff issues are over uh that said i'm still uh getting a membership to marsh landing uh if you're familiar with the golf course very near tbc sawgrass uh just basically giving it away rex giving it away uh memberships uh if i want to join a club now is going to be the time to do so. I'm 36. I can enjoy the junior membership until I turn 45. Next time you come up, uh, whenever we get this Titleist uh, driver fitting, uh, we can go over and play at the club. Still needs a lot of work. Golf course needs some work. Uh, clubhouse is currently under renovation. But I feel like we're getting into the ground floor. And then in a year, two, three years, uh, it is going to be very sick. Now that you are home for... The foreseeable future, I think you're popping over to Live Event uh, in a couple weeks' time in Miami. Of course, we have uh, the RSM Classic with potential. There's been some rumblings of a pod at Southern Soul with our friend Davis Love III. What do you have coming up in these next couple weeks? I don't know if Davis is locked in quite yet. He seemed excited when I ran the, the idea by him, but he was also in the middle of a Ryder Cup as a vice captain. So he had a, lot, had a lot of things going on. But I think we're definitely to the pod at Southern Soul. I think we, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the highlight of the year because uh, you and I both love that place. We love the owner. We love everything about it. So that'll be a good way for us to go out. Live Golf next week. They have their finale at Doral. So it, there, there's some ideas. I mean, you, you know, we have a, actually a content meeting this afternoon and, and, there's plenty of things that I'd like to talk to players for that from that side because we've gotten the perspective largely from the PGA Tour side and the PGA Tour player side. And I would be really, really curious of what do the Dustin Johnsons and the Phil Mickelsons and uh, the, anyone else who made that leap to go over there think of what could possibly be the future because I, I go back to the bucket, the bad bucket analogy that I just did. One of those buckets is how do you fit Live Golf and the PGA Tour together? And I have not heard a good answer. So there's, a, there's some stories that I want to work on next week. Beyond that, though, I will say this. I, I did this uh, last night. We, we did stir fry again on the Blackstone. I have learned there was a lot of train rides when I was in Italy. I have learned that there's almost nothing that you cannot cook on the Blackstone. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not smoking ribs on the Blackstone. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, yeah, there's certain cuts of meat. That obviously can't fly, but I mean, yeah, you can, you can sear a steak on the Blackstone. You can cook yeah. chicken thighs on the Blackstone. You can obviously cook fish on the Blackstone. You can do pasta. Mm-hmm. You can do rice. Uh, you can do vegetables. You can do. Burgers. I think I'm good with pasta for a while. How about you? Yeah. Yep. I <laughs> haven't even thought about it yet. In yeah. fact, I made I made my daughter uh, some mac and cheese the other day, and I just said, 
God, who yeah. would possibly want who would possibly want pasta at this uh, in this day and age? My my dad did come to visit last weekend, and we we fired up the grill uh, in the Blackstone and the Yoder and the PK uh, wow. as I am wont to do. Made some delicious steaks, and then dazzled him with a new method. I know you don't have a pellet grill, Rex, uh, but a new method uh, for cooking wings mm. on the pellet grill. Apparently, it's all the rave on. Uh, TikTok, which I'm not on, uh, but uh, I've been told that this is uh, all the rage on TikTok. It's called zero to 400 wings. So essentially, you put the wings on your smoker completely cold, smoker turned off, and then you turn it on. And I know you're not all that familiar with a pellet grill, but in the startup of a pellet grill, when it's pumping all the pellets into the auger and it's firing, there's tons and tons of smoke that's billowing in the startup process. And so you're basically trapping all of that smoke on the wings when they're cold, which is how you're going to uh, get the most smoke flavor on your food. It's always in that, that first air, that the first period when they're cold and the smoke is that it's most intense. And then obviously it cranks up to 400 that crisps up the swing, uh, the, that crisps up the skin uh, and cooks the wings through did them. They were delicious. Wow. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that method, if you do have a pellet grill, takes about 40 minutes time to get it up to that magical number of 190 on wings. Folks, if you're cooking your wings to 165, stop it. Do not do it. You need to get to 190 to get them tender, to get them fall off the bones. So about 20 minutes. Uh, flip, 20 minutes. They are good. Uh, the skin was crispy. They were delicious. Zero to 400 wings. Look it up on your Tiki Talk or your Snapchats or whoever else you get your content. Rex, before we sign off for this episode, anything else you'd like to share with the people? I just sent you a picture. I don't know if I sent this to you. So we went from Rome to Florence and my wife talked me into, I don't know if you got it on your Oh yet. gosh, my, uh, my word, what is that? Steak Florentine. And like after that night, and I didn't have very high expectations. I didn't want to get it. I was in Florence. I, there was a lot of other things I wanted to get and it was so good, but it, it's so rare. Like it's like, I would never cook that for my family or anything but it was and it has to be dry aged there's a lot that goes into it but it was phenomenal so it's rare or is it is it rare or is it raw those, those are two different things uh it's very very rare i think uh, what is 120 uh, i would guess if 125 is rare then they probably take it off because it's just a reverse sear is what it is and then they, because they it seems to me they take it off really really early and then just let it settle a little bit because it's it's not raw but it's rare yeah, I mean, when I'm cooking a steak, if I'm cooking really hot, I'm pulling it off at 120 because I know the carryover cooking. Yeah, when, when you're just absolutely blasting it, it needs it, you can't you can't pull it at 125 like you typically would. Like you need to pull it at 120. This, I mean, that is incredibly rare slash raw. That's probably getting pulled at like 150. This is a visual medium, so we're not doing very good over. at that. No, we bring the audience. But in my god, but my god, <laughs> my god, is it rare? Uh, that does look delicious. Uh, I'm glad Bunk is now reacclimating herself to the Eastern time zone. We were not in the future. No, ma'am. We were simply six hours ahead. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lab. Make sure to check us out on Golf Today on Wednesday. Assuming they don't have something else to fill their two hours of time, Rex and I will appear with a segment to be determined. Also, make sure you go to NBCSports.com slash golf for all your latest news, notes, features, commentary and videos we'll be back next week for a report on lexi and all the other happenings in the world of golf we'll see you then you can you can't help yourself can you
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.